Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Today, we have a powerful episode, and across this powerful oaken desk is Dogecoin billionaire, Biker DJ Rez, and hold on, oh, hold on, and we have a surprise guest calling in from Parts Unknown, Chris from North Innsbruck. Welcome, guys, people. Hello, hey. homies. What's up? What's up? You can you can refer to me as the Ethereum bro, Ethereum broke guy. Whoa, that's what I could be. Yeah, yeah, and you can you can add another title to me as well. AMC Thousandaire. So AMC. Ooh. Let me. I was going to ask you about that. Did you squeezing. sell? No, no. I have diamond hands, Dags. Whoa, I don't know yeah. what that means, but is that good? That means you're holding. Sounds heavy. Yeah, you're holding. You got to know when to hold them. That's right. And you got to know when to fold them. And we're not folding. We're 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 holding out. According to the AMC apes, we're holding out for a 500k floor. Wow, that's what mm. that's what we're doing. Hello, friends. Welcome, welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Today, as always, a powerful episode. We're going to be talking about the 1983 movie Scarface and also other surprises. Welcome back, OGs. And if you're new to the show, what it is? It's dudes talking pop culture. Welcome. We got to get hey. some chicks. Talking pop What's culture. that? We should get some chicks to talk pop culture with us. Women? Women. Mars oh, needs dudes. women. I, dudes is getting used pretty universally now, too. Dudes. Yeah. I mean, other dudes. Yes. Yeah, it could, it could yeah. apply all here, maybe in the yeah. Simpsons. Everyone's welcome. Come on down and listen. Today, powerful episode. Yeah. Now, I want to talk to you guys about UFOs. <laughs> UFOs. What's going on with UFOs? I hear they exist now, where they didn't exist earlier. Is that, is that what was going on? Well, there it was always swamp gas and weather balloons and all that bullshit. Swamp gas. But I don't know what's what's your take on that, Chris? We'll start with you on UAPs. I know, right? Yeah, UFO. That I mean, by definition, they exist because of their lack of existence to a certain degree. No, there, there. I mean, there's always going to be stuff like that. But, but yeah, this hot stuff that we're talking about now. I don't know. I, I caught a little bit of it online. What the Navy has some video or something of a something going into the ocean was it i, I saw well they have all these know. things these these craft yeah. are swarming battleships yeah swarming them they have a little the tic tac video that came out a couple years ago yep but it's always it's always gray yeah. and fuzzy and thermal imaging and like drones could they be drones yeah but but the way they're flying they're defying okay. physics. They're not showing. Uh, and they're zooming. Yeah, and they're not showing propulsion. They're going from, you know, zero to 50,000 feet in the blink of an eye. One actually went wow. into the ocean. One where the, and then the, the ones that swarm the battleship, they just showed up out of nowhere and then disappeared out of thin air, too. They swarmed a battleship. What, like, what, what do you mean by 
swarm? Like they were right on the, like around the deck, like flying around it, or they were like miles away? Well, the, the video of that is just a, like a, a screen, a radar screen. And yeah. you can see the plot where the battleship is. And then the radar does its scan. And then like seven dots appear around it. it stays oh, wow. that way for a while. And then it scans again. And they are, they're all gone. And so, this stuff's real? Apparently. Confirmed. Yeah, this is stuff that's wow. coming out of the, those Pentagon videos that they're releasing. So what is your, ah. what, yeah, what is your take, Mike Rez, on that? What's going on? I don't know what's going on, but it is proving that UFOs are real and they're not just swamp gas and weather balloons. Why do they always have to change the name? Now they're UAPs. And what's, what's UAP? What's, what? Unidentified, yeah, what? Aerial? Unidentified aerial phenomena. Ooh, that's lame and stupid. Yeah. But it's, it's like, it's like mm. venereal disease. It used to be VD and then it's. STDs and what, what is now. it now? STIs. STI, yep. Stop changing it. I mean, back in well, the day, it was a, VD. Yeah. It was VD. Another yes. problem. Yeah, they had cool Vacation nicknames day. like Clap and everything. Oh, the Clap. Mm-hmm. Yes, but Mike yeah. Rez, what do you what do you think's going on? Do you think there are foreign countries? It's Chinese, Russian drones. No, no. What is it? It's aliens from outer space. Honestly, I think it's uh, something otherworldly because I think. We would know if it was. It couldn't be like fancy, like radar blocking technology, or like those Invisa shields that that we see online doing this kind of stuff. Could be, but I just I just don't see how Russia or China yeah. or North Korea or some other foreign adversary could come up with these things without us knowing about it. And I don't think maybe it's Elon Musk. Could be Elon Musk. Right. You never know. There you go. Going to put Doge on the moon. <laughs> you're part of the problem, man. You probably know about this, don't you? This I, is where this money's coming from. <laughs> I can not confirm nor deny the existence of Dogecoin <laughs> phenomenon. So right? back, so back go. in the day, it was flying discs, flying saucers. Yes, flying saucers, flying discs, cigar-shaped objects. Do you think that these are the same things they're seeing now as they saw back then? Um, I'm gonna say yes, but. Like our technology evolves, I would have to think that technology from other worlds would evolve as well. You know, you got a good good point there. If we're going with the premise that these are alien technology, you would have to see an advancement over time. I mean, this this quickly though, perhaps depending on the age of the civilization. Um, I don't know. You think about how fast we threw satellites out there and how they've changed. Oh, man, this is going to get deep today, isn't it, guys? Yes, because we went from the Wright <laughs> brothers to hypersonic glide vehicles in how many years? Like 50 years. Yeah. We were on the moon in the 60s. Or were we? Yep. Or, or were we? You're right. I guess we don't Did know. Did you see the movie 2001 Space Odyssey? <laughs> um, many, many moons ago. That's probably another one that I'm going to have to rewatch. Another episode. On the list. I was lucky enough Maybe to see it on the yeah. big screen. Yeah, when I watched Ooh. it on the big screen that came out in nice. the late, you know, 1969, yeah. I looked at it, Stanley Kubrick, and I'm like, oh, maybe they did fake the moon landing <laughs> because the special <laughs> effects were that good. Amazing. I huh. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out when they go back to the moon in a couple of years. Let me ask you this, folks, dudes, people: Do you think these are probe aircraft, or there's actually alien life forms in them? No, I think those are their unmanned drones. 
I don't think Drones. there's people, animal, species, or humanoid figures inside. What of do you it. think, Chris? Huh. I guess I hadn't ever considered there not being aliens like E.T. on the spaceship. So with that said, it's probably a drone. That's interesting. Yeah. How yeah, about, that's a shift in thinking. How about Roswell, huh. New Mexico, though? That was a speaking spell. Do you think there was actually <laughs> aliens? Um, yes, I do think there was actually aliens. I think the government covered that one up. No, I don't think that the uh, alien autopsy video was real. That was on Fox. That was awesome. 20 years ago, but. Yeah, I forgot I, about that. That, I, was, I, that was bizarre. Yeah, I do think the farmer in Roswell did find an alien spacecraft with alien bodies. Let me ask you this. Now, we talked about alien abductions several episodes. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? Was that all just made up in their head? Uh, I think some of them were, for sure. There was that one interracial couple. The Barneys, I think? Yeah. I think their story was made up. There was just, it seemed like there were too many inconsistencies. That one. How about Fire in the Sky? Do you remember that? Yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah yes. I remember that. Yeah. I, think, I was waiting uh, for you to mention that. Yeah. We did so many We did an episode episodes. on that one. Yeah. Of that. I think mm-hmm. that one, I think that one is real. There's just too many. Too many things surrounding that one to not make it real. They'd have to, I mean, you'd have to have like seven or eight guys with the same story, get them straight. And I just don't think that's possible unless it really happened. And why do you think it's all coming out now? Because they can't hide it anymore? I think because they can't hide it. The guy who leaked the first set of videos a couple of years ago, Pentagon tried to, you know, sweep it under the rug and say he, he never worked for him. And then, it went to court, and then I think the Pentagon was like, yeah, we're going to get in trouble anyway. It's going to go to, you know, it's going to get let out in the next couple of years. We might as well just come clean. That and, you know, they want to erase what's going on now. You know, there's a pandemic going on, so why not release some alien videos? Well, yeah, that's what people think. Is, <laughs> is, you got to distract, you gotta distract is, the people. Yeah, is this a distraction? I, I think it's just a coincidence that it's coming out. I don't think it's the distraction. Not that I wouldn't put it past governments to distract people with certain things, but I, with I just false flags. And yeah, such. I just think this is just a coincidence. It's happening at the same time. Interesting. Because if they were going to do it, they would have done it in the beginning of the pandemic, not wait till the end of the pandemic. And do you think the Chinese and Russians are experiencing similar UAPs? Yes, I do. Interesting. And do you think they tried to intercept the aircraft? Absolutely, I do. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, we just it's... won't see those videos because their government's clamped down more on that kind of stuff. No, it's cool. Yep. I, just, I just wanted to talk about it because it's, it's going down now and there's so much going on. And, you know, we've always been hearing about UFOs and now we're actually seeing footage, you know, albeit it's, you know, still grainy and fuzzy and thermal imaging. And why do you think they're only messing with the military and not, you know, it was the old, the old joke that they're, you know, abducting farmers or why don't, why don't they land on the White House lawn? Now they're going after I just think it's, the battleships. They just have more technology to intercept these things and to see them and to show you. I mean, like, I mean, how many, think about it. If they're traveling as fast as they say they're traveling, you and I could have seen them flying through the sky. We just couldn't see them because they're traveling so fast. But the military has the radar. They have the technology, the cameras to keep up with that type of speed. 
Well, this is it. Yeah. As the technology advances and perhaps more of that gets released, then I'm, I'm curious. And now that there are more cameras outside, uh, I'm, I'm curious if there will be more stuff. I mean, I'll, I'll err on the other side and still be, you know, continue to be, you know, more, more skeptical, I suppose. But wow. Wow. This is, this is interesting. It's just nothing I've paid even any attention to or, or noticed. Yes. I wonder if Mike's uh, ring doorbell will pick up any footage. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get a ring doorbell. <laughs> That's just a squirrel in the garden. Come on. I'll, I'll catch the mailman falling or something. On and ice. what's the deal with all the possum? Have you seen all the possum videos? No. What yes. are you watching possum. on YouTube? Watch the possum videos. I feel they're taking possum over. What it, explain so to wholesome. us the, the possum videos. What's right? that? Explain the possum right, videos. Yeah. I just, you watch a lot of the night, the night footage of people with the trail cams and <laughs> the possums are coming out. Are they eating the ticks? Are they yes. catching them eating ticks? Yeah, they're powerful. They're one of my favorite marsupials. Really? Huh. What's your favorite marsupial, Chris? Um, I, I, you guys got me on my, <laughs> on my heels. This is this is a wild conversation Here, uh, today. I'm uh, having uh, trouble keeping up. A I'll favorite say, marsupial. I'll give you wallaby. Okay. How's that? Wallaby. No, that's not. Okay, that's you don't not like the wallaby. I, I don't really. What is a wallaby? Is that like a kangaroo? It's, it's like a mini kangaroo. They make great licorice. Yes. Uh, wallaby, licorice. Wallaby. How about, um, I don't want koalas either. They're a problem, oh, aren't they? God, I love koalas. I, I was going to use koala. Were you? No, they're, they're actually really stupid, aren't they? And they're, they're not in stupid. Venereal they're disease there. and no, BD they're, or something? Or? They're misunderstood. <laughs> Full circle. They probably have beautiful breath, though, because all they eat is eucalyptus. The most leaves. less nutritious yeah. food on the planet. Well, yeah, but they probably, they don't have, they don't have bad coughs because they always, chewing on the eucalyptus and they probably have delicious lovely breath probably yes yeah i couldn't be wrong but i've heard they actually have a like a smooth brain as well like that's how that's how dumb those why are you are. hating on the i'm not i'm just calling it out <laughs> yes. I, don't, I, I don't want any of my friends to be called as koalas that just, <laughs> just do, doesn't do sound I, fair let me ask you this do you have a problem with the platypus <laughs> You know, that one was, I was kind of sitting back on, and then I thought in my head, and I, I needed to confirm, and I'm not going to look it up. That is a, that is a, a uh, marsupial, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking them up right it's, now. It's venomous, too. Thank you. Let's confirm it. Yeah, I've, I've heard about the venom. Like, they have little barbs on there. It, it's got to be a marsupial. Speaking That's of, just a cool creature. Speaking of venom, Chris, did you see the trailer for the new Venom movie? You know, I saw one, was it roughly a month ago or so? With yeah. uh, Woody Harrelson. What did you think? You mean Swoosh Harrelson? It looks, it looks pretty cool. You it think it's cool. going to be good? Anyway, I was, I, I, you know, I, I, am, I hope it is. I'm, I'm personally starting to get a little burnout on the superhero films right now. So we'll see, you know. What genre we'll would you see. like? Genre. Genre. Speaking of genre, genre, our genre today is yeah. gangster movies. Gangster. Well, yes, powerful gangster it, movies. It's interesting you bring that up. I, I I was just thinking as you threw that up there that our specific film today might in and of itself make an interesting genre resurgence of sorts. I don't know if it's that's exactly the case. Well, but, it is trending on Twitter and uh, Netflix. Oh, yeah, in every dorm room. And you know why it's trending right on Twitter? What? Why? Because of Amish B Machine. Make sure you follow oh, us on Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Amish Bee Machine. Follow us on Instagram. Like our Facebook page. And if you want to help us out, 
We are on Patreon, patreon.com. Help us out there. Also merch. We have powerful merch, t-shirts, hoodies. You're not going to wear those now because it's like 8 billion degrees out. But we do have t-shirts. We have notebooks, stickers, whatever you want. Please check it out. We're available everywhere on social media. And as far as our podcast, please leave a review. Five star is the highest review. Write something. If you write something and leave five stars, it'll unlock the secrets to UAPs and the platypus. Hey, Chris, I, I found a uh, marsupial you can uh, you can say that is your favorite. The Tasmanian <laughs> devil. Oh, hey, that sounds great. That sounds like a party, actually. Yep. I like those guys. You can take them, and I'll, I'll take something called the uh, potaroo. Potaroo. Tell, tell us about the potaroo. Uh, well, it's a common name for a species of the uh, potaroos. That's the uh, scientific name. Uh, it's a genius of a of of a smaller marsupial. They are allied with the uh, Macropodioform, and uh, they are the suborder of a kangaroo and a wallaby. They look like a bigger version of a gerbil, but they well, I guess it would be like a bigger bigger version of a mouse, smaller than a rat. Long tail, huh. same type of body. Wonderful, weird looking. Thank you. There we go for looking <laughs> looking that up. <laughs> What's the most marsupial that throws their babies at the predator? <laughs> Isn't that a marsupial? I wow. swear it is. Maybe I'm wrong about that. You are actually correct, mate. The name of the animal is the Quokas, and the mom doesn't throw the babies. She actually just dumps them out of her pouch, escapes, and looks for a new daddy. It sounds like uh, you know more about marsupials than you were leading on. Bloody oath. Yes. <laughs> well, no, I swear there's something like that. It just rings a bell here. I huh. truly looked this up. I I, oh I don't gosh. see that part of it, but <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not coordinated. <laughs> There's some animal I with a marsupial that does that. Parents of the yeah. year for sure. Forget it, right? Exactly. Early in their infants. Early take him out of here. Make here more. Take my toddler. He's in the terrible twos. <laughs> Comes a snake. Where's Junior? Throw him. All right. <laughs> enough. Enough fun with marsupials. Let's get into something. Serious. We're gonna get into Mike Rez's powerful on the fly energy drink review. That's right. We it's been a while since we've done an energy drink review live. Well, live for us, pre-recorded for the fly. Oh, it's who knows what if it's live or this is Memorex. all. Yeah, Memorex. This is a mystery. <laughs> it's a dream. It's a some fold in space and time. Tell us about your energy drink. All right. So this is from the. Uh, Monster Zero Sugar line. It's a brand new flavor called Ultra Gold. It comes in a gold can or beautiful, really dehydrated urine nice. color, if you must. But it's textured, just like a lot of their cans, which I like. I like. Oh, the it's ribbed for Mike's pleasure. That's right. <laughs> Delicious. Did that come over? I'll I add so. in some cool sound effects. All right. It smells. It smells like all their other ultra. <laughs> energy drinks the zero sugar flavor so if you're a, a monster energy connoisseur like i am you know that smell so let's uh let's let's try it out let's see what it tastes like okay mike Arez is taking a sip of his golden beverage there he goes Ooh. there is a uh hint of strawberry in this with the finish of blue raspberry oh my goodness so you would love it. I would. Blue, love raspberry blue raspberry is the ultimate flavor. Yeah. 
it's uh it's not bad it's pretty good actually it's tastes different than their other ultra line so the ultra gold hold on we're gonna do it again all right one more swig one more, one more. pull. do it there he goes yep yep there's strawberry and there's the blueberry finish so that's uh is right on so according to ancient greek legend the nectar of ambrosia gave immortality to all who drank it so that's ambrosia yeah it's like a cool 70s band right yeah so wow uh, this would be uh crimson and clover over and over whoa uh it's not bad we're gonna give it a uh an eight on the coq10 rating scale eight coq10s (laughs) thank Mm. you thank you for that powerful review of what is it called Monster Energy Ultra Gold from their Zero Sugar line. So, so can we go back to Ambrosia? Sure. That is what I think it is, like fruit salad with, with cream in it, correct? Correct. That is because you're All from right. the great state of Minnesota. <laughs> Damn right. I can't believe that's an energy drink, and they're selling it like that. Yes. That's like pineapple and oranges and coconut and, and what? Whipped cream. You know how yeah. you know how every recipe starts out in Minnesota? <laughs> Brown two pounds of ground beef. <laughs> it's That's true. true. Uh, yeah. Um there's one exception, walleye filet. But yeah. otherwise <laughs> And it's it's funny because you're not really you're not cooking anything, you're just assembling. Uh, it's always just like put in yeah. one can of cream of mushroom yeah. soup. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I was raised on this recipe. What else y- yes. you know? <laughs> Oh, it's too wild. Now let's get into it. You are a musician. Chris. Yeah. Tell oh, us yeah. what are you working on? What's the latest? Yeah. Yeah. So for those um tuning in first time or who haven't caught an episode that I'm on previously at all, I perform as North Innsbruck. So I'm a, a synth wave, a retro wave uh, music producer. I have a number of different releases. It's all on Bandcamp. And if you just play Google North Innsbruck. Um, you'll find a ton of stuff. I'm, I don't know. I'm accessible that way. <laughs> Just put it that way. But yeah, as far as projects go, like I said, so this is Retrowave, Cinematic Retrowave. And back in November, I released a record. Uh, it was a seven-song EP called The Delicate Balance. Still working on that. Um, just dropped the latest single on it. Uh, it's called Aurora. Um, it's technically the second track on the record. Features my good buddy Micah, Galaxy 80. Um, who uh, who also helped uh, mix and, and master the record as well. So it's, it's been great to, to work with him and a couple other musicians on the record. So that's that's what's picking up there. Um, on the back end, working on a new record as well. Um, some cool stuff. Some uh, venture into dark synth is what's happening for, for North Innsbruck next. Pretty exciting. Excellent. Yes, it's powerful yeah. music. We're going to need you to check that out. North Innsbruck. Follow us yeah. on social media, and we'll hook you up with the links. Now, speaking of powerful synth music, I picked a powerful song that's going to tie in with our powerful movie, The Theme from Miami Vice. Micro DJ Rez, tell us a little bit about Jan Hammer. Jan Hammer, or Jan Hammer, if you want to just pronounce it the way it's written. What you going to do about that, Hammer? Crockett's theme. <laughs> yeah, so the Miami Vice theme. It was a uh, a musical piece performed, written, composed by Jan Hammer, and it is uh, the theme to the great television series 
Miami Vice, the original television series, Miami Vice. It was first presented uh, as a part of the television broadcast in September 1984. It was released as a single in 1985, and it peaked at number one on our favorite Billboard Hot 100. And uh, it was the last instrumental to top the Hot 100 until the Harlem Shake came by in 2013. So it held the record for instrumental uh, number one for that long. Um, And then uh, it also peaked number five in the UK, number four in Canada. And this is interesting. So it was released in uh, 1984, essentially, with the television show. But because it was released in 1985, the following year, 1986, it won a Grammy for Best Instrumental Composition and Best Pop Instrumental Performance. And along with uh, Glenn Frey's number two hit, You Belong in the City, that put the Miami Vice soundtrack on top of the U.S. album chart for 11 weeks. Those two songs carried the soundtrack of that show. Now, Mike Rez, what are your thoughts on that powerful song? It's awesome. The drum beats in that song mm-hmm. are what carry the song for me. That's my favorite part. Powerful drum yeah. fills. Yes. Now, yep. there's different versions of this song because uh, Mr. Hammer couldn't decide whether or not he liked certain mixes and certain instrument sounds so there are uh if i'm counting right five different versions that he released because he didn't like some guitar parts and then redid some guitar parts and then released one version of the song right away so the show could could kick off and then at the end of the second episode they played the new version and then in a different version he took out or added more guitar it was just kind of he wasn't happy that's cool with uh, the way things were sounding, and they just let them kept, keep changing it, and then they would just air the next version of it on the next episode whenever it was ready to go. Now, did you guys watch the video I sent you? Yes. He's performing yeah. very nicely in dark with lights. I like the lighting. Looks like he's performing in a like aesthetic, a garage. Right? Did you watch it, Chris? Yeah, 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 brilliant. In fact, I mean, the dude's got skills. And, and he's not afraid to showcase them. So what are your thoughts on that song? He runs too much in that video. Uh, Exhausted. Again, he's got skills, though. What are yeah, your I thoughts mean, to... on that song? <laughs> um, the song itself, it's so good. Um, like Mike said, the different variants of it, uh, that was part of the fun of preparing for today's episode because I hadn't gone back and really listened to the song in a long time. And so I listened to it a few more times just before the the show today, before we got together, just to pick up on some of the details and uh, the type of synthesizers that he used, the the arpeggios, the the equipment that he used at the time. There's pieces of it that I'm not even familiar with, to be honest with you. And I figured I knew a fair amount, at least of the gear that I'd expect to see and come across. So I should have dug a little bit deeper into that piece of it for maybe a better analysis there. But the sound, like Mike said, the drums, they hit the toms on that and the percussion are beautiful. They, 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 there's a, there's this booming kind of echoey sense, but it's really quite clean to it. The the keys themselves, the synths, they, they sound perfect. They're tight. And I'm, I'm quite sure it's, it's gotta be, you know, MIDI driven composition, but as the song evolves, you add that guitar, you add some other pieces to it. It's, it's cool. It's evolved and, and it makes sense. I mean, it started as a TV theme song. Now, let me ask you this. I noticed, is it just for the video or did he really do the drum fill on the keys? 
you know, it's very possible that the keys themselves were used to trigger the drums. Yeah, because I watch in the video. Yeah. 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 Drums are just epic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, I don't know if it's just a drum sample or what it was specifically that he's using, but without a doubt, yeah, triggered by, uh, by the keyboard and i wonder if it was maybe like a simmons drum or a lind drum or you know more of an 80 how would be an 808 it's 85 i suppose that's possible either way came out a little later didn't it late was it later i'd have to look real quick i I can do that for you as you're talking but of course it came out in 1984 absolutely yeah created there you go yeah so so there you go it sounded looked like The uh, the notes on the screen that he was looking at looked like an Apple II yes. computer, which is crazy. Oh, oh yeah, wasn't green. that cool? Yep. yep. Yeah. I'm Brings just, me back to real early like grade school. Yeah, like, I'm, we had those in the basement of the school yet. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, chariots of fire too. That cool synth. So it could have yeah. been an 808. It was released in, uh, by Roland between 1980 and 1983. Okay. Okay. So it's it, possible. It yeah. This is been. Yep. Hmm. Makes you wonder. I wonder. I'd have to, again, I'm curious if it would say anywhere online what instruments you use. Yeah. That might be a dig for another day, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need you to look into that, today. Chris. I also, do you know off the top of your head what, what they used on uh, Chariots of Fire? Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't have a clue on that. Yeah. Was that the 70s? Chariots of Fire? Or was that no. the 80s? No. It was the 80s? Okay. Yes, you got some homework to do. Oh my gosh, we'll have to talk about that at another time. I'm holding yes. kind of a the microphone right now with one hand, and I can't yes. type and talk. Yes, well, that's why we have DJ Michael. Talk Rez. at once. Was he? Uh, 1981. Okay. Chariots of Fire was made on a Yamaha CS80 synthesizer. Thank you. CS80. Oh, the classic. That that was like Blade Runner type stuff as well. The CS80. That's pretty cool, then. Yeah, that's something I'd love to get my hands on. Holy crap, those are valuable. I'll never have one of those. That's okay, though. They're beautiful. Very cool. Maybe Very the cool. fans can donate you. Ooh, can you imagine yeah. if there was someone from the flock had one and was like, I don't need it, but North Innsbruck well, does. Well, and hook it up. We'll, we can start a, I'll start a GoFundMe <laughs> for it or something. There you go. <laughs> Here's a reverb article. I wonder if it says Miami. Okay, Jupiter 8. That was the big synth at the time. Uh, 1984 is when they dropped initially. I wonder if it says anything. Uh, okay, Moog, yeah, the, the Moog Model B. There's a CS80 included. Oh, uh, the big guns. Yeah, yeah, Roland MKS 70. That would be a Super Super JX, I believe. It's a it's a uh, rack mount version. Um, OB8. Yeah. Um, now you got him going. I think. Yeah, I know, right? I, well, he's going to need to. I need to know the fans. Studio, I guess. The fans of flock of Amish yeah. need to know. Yeah, they just they, they better look on their own. I think it's it's a bit more complex than anything, but it looks like the Roland Jupiter Eight was really the big one uh, to go with there. So that's what really brings it over the top. Even the rhythm section, according to this, I uh, was most likely running uh, running it. So it could be if it was a Roland. Jupiter 8, I bet he's a rolling guy. It probably was an 808 or whatever the hot percussion was at the time. Uh, maybe not, but fun to speculate. As we're talking music, let's transition. Giorgio Moroder did the music for Scarface. That is correct. I was like, where, where are we going with this? Yes, yes you're right. Powerful. <laughs> yes. Yes. 1983, <laughs> the 80s. 
Scarface. Mike Rez, tell us a little bit about Scarface. Absolutely. So for the flock who might not know Scarface, this movie came out in 1983. It's a, a crime drama, as you were, directed by Brian De Palma and written by Oliver Stone himself. This is a, an actual, this is something that I learned today and I didn't know. This is a remake. 1932. 1932 film, huh. Scarface. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. Kind of interested to see how that one comes Howard out. Hughes. Yeah, how they changed this because in the 1983 film that we watched, uh, it's a story about uh, Tony Montagna, the Cuban refugee Tony. who was sent here to the United States in the 1980s. Um, to Miami, actually, uh, during the uh, the time that when um, Castro opened up the port to let people that wanted to leave Cuba to meet family in the boat in, lift in Miami, but that he also sent twenty five thousand criminals along with that as well, so to get them off of Cuba and into the United States, kind of a, a middle finger to the U.S. at the time, a Trojan horse, if you will. Yes. So this is a story of Tony Montagna coming to the U.S. with nothing, working his way up from a, a dishwasher in a Cuban sandwich, uh, I guess, food truck, if you will. Not really a food truck, but just like a side roadside establishment. A joint, a greasy spoon. Yep, and he's got right. ambitions yep. to uh, make it in the U.S., but his main downfall is... Nothing is enough for him. He wants more, always wanting more. But he works his way mm-hmm. up in a uh, crime, crime, uh, drug crime cartel in Miami, uh, makes a couple of deals on his own, pisses off his boss, goes off on his own, and becomes one of the biggest cocaine dealers in Miami and ultimately pays the ultimate price for wanting more, wanting more, wanting more. It's powerful. Italian mob movie starring three Italians. <laughs> I actually looked it Phenomenal. up and I was like, I wonder where Q in where from Cuba Robert Loja's from because I know he wasn't Cuban. No, he, but he did hit the tanning booth before. No, he, he's a sweet Sicilian. So is, is uh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. And, <laughs> I think uh, Man- Manolo is the only Cuban. And so am I, by the way. You're Cuban too. A little bit. A little nice, bit. Nice. Nice. Oh, Cuban. There in you me. go. No. Were you in the movie at all? No. <laughs> Well, not quite, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Steven Bauer was the only Cuban. <laughs> yeah. The Manolo or yeah. Manny. Manny, yeah. Yeah. He was the only yeah. actual yeah. Cuban born actor yeah. in the movie. Manny Ray. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Tony's right hand man. Totally. Yeah. So at the end of the movie, <laughs> they do say that the movie is dedicated to Howard Hawks and Ben Height. You know who they are? Either one of you. Chris. No. Well, no. 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 I don't have a clue. They are. The original writers of the first 1932. Yes, movie. and if we're doing um, we're doing trivia. So the, the original one though, that was like a more it was like bootlegging, wasn't it? That type of a deal. Any idea? The original one is based on Al Capone. Oh, Al Capone. Al okay. Capone is okay, Scarface, it. and it's cool. On oh, the wow. end, when he dies, there's a billboard that says "The world is yours." And, and in, that's what's yes, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. In the, in <laughs> yeah. the original oh. movie, the, the, the blimp yeah, and a, then the. The fountain. Yeah, it's a remake. They just changed it up. It was originally, right. you know, El Capone gangsters, and they updated it. Got yeah. it. Oliver That's Stone's pretty a cool. genius. Oliver wow. Stone, yeah, yeah, great screenplay. Yeah, he, Brian screenplay, DePaul. yeah. 
Yeah, he cool. changed it enough to make it uh, up to date for the times. Now, it was uh, when it was originally released, it got destroyed by the critics for being too violent, too much drugs, too gory. And uh, now it's like... Played to water it down, didn't he? No. The, the original, like, real director's cut, they couldn't release in the theaters. Oh, I, that, I that might be. So but yeah. I just know that, that the, the version that was released, they still panned it and they hated it. Um, mm-hmm. It made like 66 million worldwide, 45 million domestically, which wasn't bad at the time. But uh, it's obviously made a lot more now, and it's it's considered a, a cult favorite, even though I would say it's yeah. bigger than that. There's a lot of people. It's like it's got to be bigger than that. What makes it a cult movie and not a, a larger? I mean, it's it's huge. Yeah. Plus, it gets sampled. I mean, there's a lot of quotes and movie lines. Well, here's something that yeah. I don't know if you noticed, Mike or DJ Rez. It featured grappling hooks. It did. Yes. I did notice. Yes. <laughs> to get up to the <laughs> yes, it did. to the balcony. Yes. What I mentioned, every movie should have an airstrike, should feature grappling hooks. <laughs> it was just missing an airstrike. And a cake scene. But it did have yeah. a cake scene because it had Manny in bed with that chick. So right. I'll count that as a <laughs> cake know, today, scene. That's the cake scene. <laughs> today I was, I was reading about a movie that uh, had grappling hooks in it. You mentioned it, it The Rock. Ooh, the Rock does hooks. have grappling hooks. Yeah, that was a great movie. It was an article about how there's this whole theory that, you know, Sean Connery is James Bond in that movie. They just, you can't call him James Bond. Was, was Dwayne Johnson in that movie? No, but Michael Bay directed it, mm, which is crazy. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I, I was obviously reading about that one. I should have been reading more about Scarface, but that one caught my attention today. But I, I want to talk. Did you, I want to yeah. talk about the music in there. The music was horrible. Uh, like it is, it's the, terrible. Like, like in all the discos and the clubs. <laughs> wasn't that horrible? And I like disco. I'll admit it. And they obviously. Wait, what movie are we talking about here? Now? Oh, Scarface. We're, we're on Scarface, 1983. We're back. Okay, Scarface. we're back to Scarface yeah. again. And they, they, didn't hire a, they didn't hire a choreographer <laughs> in those dancing. Oh, did you see Al Pacino <laughs> oh. dancing? <laughs> oh, yeah. That and Michelle Pfeiffer the with the elbows. So oh, my <laughs> Horrible. Oh, the music was oh, no, no, the, no, no, no. The music was so good in that movie. You don't even know what you're talking but you don't, about. See, you don't actually remember it. So I'm, I'll pull up some scenes. I'll, I'll tag you on the social media and you tell me that that's a good song. I'm going to tell you it's so damn good and, oh. and that we need more music like that. It's the finest Euro disco, like electronic dance, Italia disco no, type if of it, early it, synth pop. No, it's if it beautiful. was, if it was, I would like it. It's just no, really, it's you, really bad disco. You can, Trust me. People, you, you, just, just listen a little close. You can hear the roots of synth waves in it. It's, it's beautiful. And it, in other movies, though, I mean, because you're talking about Star, Scarface, Never Ending Story, same composer. Just saying it. God, I love them all. But let me tell you, uh, Tony's yeah. house reminded me of Victor Maitland's house from uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Victor Maitland. Yes. Wow. That's like huh. something out of powerful. The blue. I yeah. know. Was that just the following year? Wasn't it? I also want to mention. <laughs> I also want to mention the, <laughs> the the Latino Terminator in that movie. Do you remember the Latino? Ter- oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, the guy yeah. with the sawed-off shotgun. Yeah, he's the shotgun. <laughs> he's just yeah, he's a boss. The, the yeah, second, what is he? The second one up the grappling hook. Dude? He's just a yeah. Latino just Terminator. He just comes up and boom. Blows the one guy's head off. Yeah, because they're just shooting him, and he's like, <laughs> he's just bulletproof. Yeah, you know. But then the Latino Terminator. Before Terminator. What's that? It? 
this was pre-Terminator. This was pre-Terminator. So technically, yeah. Terminator would have to be based off of him if we're connecting. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, damn, that's pretty that hurts. Funny. I mean, that's good though. Two things that stuck out to me in this movie. One, it really irritated me that Tony never sat up in a chair or in a couch. He was, was very relaxed. He was slouching. No, he was relaxed. They're, it's like you that, drive your car. Do you when you drive your car do you sit up and have your hands on the tenant too? No, you No, but I'm also like the way I'm sitting in this chair right now is high compared to how he would sit in a chair. Brilliant. And two it, he's always ready to strike. That's true. The second thing is I wonder what their two pay tape budget was. Because there's oh. so many V neck outfits, which I'm not complaining no. about. But oh. Just amazing right. that they all stayed closed. Oh, impressive! Yes, so oh, to pay yeah. tape must have yes. been huge back then. Right. How do you think the movie held up? I think it. Uh, there were some parts where I was kind of like, eh, but I'll, I always watch the movie when it's on. Doesn't matter where in the movie mm-hmm. it is where I catch it. I always stop to watch it. So I, I think it holds up. Not maybe not as much as Under Siege that we talked on the last <laughs> oh. episode. No, seriously. Oh. But I think it, it, it holds up enough to where I always stop to, to watch it. I would cut out a bunch of shit. I would cut out those those disco scenes. The the shootout in the in the nightclub that could have been punched up a little better, I thought. Yeah, those two hitmen were they were their guns were under the table. They were on top of the table. Yeah. They were under the table. They were on top. We're gonna no, we're gonna sit down now. It's not subtle. <laughs> no, not at all. Were, the guns were wrapped up like the Godfather. In napkins. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but that's part of the charm of it, you know, because there's this whole other world that really doesn't or didn't exist, but we like to kind of imagine a bit, it, you know, that it did. Like, wasn't that hard to confiscate or sneak those types of weapons in? And you look at the the classiness, even to the point of the like uh, toupee tape. Like, where are you gonna find that again? Sure. I don't know. I was <laughs> I was impressed with him shooting those guys in the legs too. That's how they. That's how they took out the North oh. Hollywood shooters because they had a body, the, body armor on. Oh, they, sure. Yeah. They shot them in the legs. Incredible. Yeah. So they got to come Incredible. up with femoral artery uh, armor, just an armor that's just a little thing that goes right along the artery a little strip. That's my idea. Strategically placed. Get how about that out. chainsaw scene? How do you guys feel about that? That was pretty. I, that one always got me. Yeah, but they don't show enough of it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. They should have showed more. Is, you think so? I mean, as opposed yeah. to the kind of subtle approach and leave it up to your imagination? Well, that's the thing. I think that they were being careful because it was 1983. Yeah. But if that movie was remade now, they would actually show the leg getting cut off or him slicing into his head. How about like a human yeah. centipede that could just have a scene like that? <laughs> God. God, no. That's a movie I didn't want to revisit. <laughs> My memory's better than the actual film. Yeah, I would have cut oh, out all the disco stuff that was hokey, tighten it up a little bit. Oh. You know, Man, I, I personally like it because I like the music piece, but I can I can go with you on that because it's a long movie. It, it is. It's over is. two hours, yeah. And then yeah. Do, do you think Tony really would have backed out on the bombing? Do you think that really would have bothered him? Mm. Maybe he did. He said he liked kids. There was a yeah, scene. Children. Or, do you th- or do you think? Yeah. Do you yeah. think that's because he wanted a kid and and he couldn't have one with her? And 
I think it's what it was. I mean, it, there was some foreshadowing. Okay, that makes sense. Like, yeah. You like kids? Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to. Yep. yep. That makes sense. Right. He wanted a, his dynasty. He wanted yeah. his he, legacy. Yeah. He did. He's in a nurse. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Michelle Piper. Right, yeah. yeah. There is a, uh, let's let's say for, for our world here, they're, they're remaking Scarface. Scarface 2021. Mm-hmm. Who, who stars in it? Scarface 2021. Right. So let's okay. start. So who plays the Robert Loja character? Frank. Go ahead. You, you obviously thought of this. I did think of this. Yes. Um, we oh, are, get us started, yeah. We're going with uh, Pitbull, the rapper. Pitbull. Cuba. Yep. Interesting. Pitbull. He would play that character. Nice. Cameron Diaz would be Michelle Pfeiffer. Too old. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't uh, at this so. point, yeah. I I, I give I mean, it I give it to you, I but know. you were thinking the mask. That's what you were thinking. Right, yeah, there yes. you go. Cameron Diaz from the mask. Um, All right. The Sosa character, the Bolivian drug lord. That's Andy Garcia. Got it. Love Andy Garcia. Has to be Andy Garcia. Ah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And then Tony himself would have to be. The Rock, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The Rock, uh, The Rock. <laughs> it would be uh, Oscar Isaac. Oh my God! You know who that is, right? Yes. Okay, po- I don't. I don't. Poe Dameron who, from what? Star Wars. Uh, okay, 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 okay. And yeah. ex-, ex Machina, he's in that one as well. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, that guy. Yep. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah. How about Tony Montana's mom? I'm a Montana. Oh, that. sure. Um, let's go with yeah. Mercedes Rule from the Fisher King. Oh, man, you're on fire today. I've just My got goodness. a list of Cuban actors and actresses. Shoot them off. Yeah. <laughs> let's try another one, no, right? They got to be. A, they got to be Italian. <laughs> Jamie Lynn Sigler could play his sister from The Sopranos. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Gina. Absolutely. Gina. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, I yeah. guess I don't yeah. know who would be Manny. Manolo. Overprotective of her. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of a weird relationship. John dynamic. Travolta. John Travolta. Oh, yeah. You could just put his toupee Tra- back on. Travolta. I think yes. we could get Robert Loja to oh remake his yes. uh, Frank role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tony. Right. Tony. Isn't he awesome? <laughs> <laughs> I like how they just drink gin on the rocks. Yes. I mean, that's pretty powerful. It I, w- is. I would never Classy. drink gin. I'm going to get gin. I Next like episode. gin, but I, gin on the rocks. No, just gin shut, up. shut up. Next episode, Chris <laughs> is, is going to drive to the barn. One. Yep. Two. We'll do it. We're getting gin. We're going to get gin. What kind of gin are we going to get? Ginny uh, gin, gin. Whatever the cool, what is it? The right. Bombay, Bombay Sapphire? Sapphire. Are the kids still drinking that or what? Yeah. Tell you what, I'll, I'll bring it. Should we do it like a little taste test thing? Maybe I, we could each bring one. All right. Oop. We, right. We're going to do, do Bombay, New Amsterdam, and something else. Yeah, we'll get all boozed Find something up. fancy from the liquor store down the street. Yeah, what, what I'll is, be sure to bring what, a sleeping bag. What is gin? Is that juniper? It's juniper, cor- coriander, mm-hmm. and uh, some other fragrant nice. flowers. And coriander, that's a seed of cilantro? I believe so, yeah. Mm, interesting. Yes, yes. You know what? Let's Should we look it up quick? Yeah, look it up. Yeah. Just like you looked up the platypus. Just gin and tonic weather, anyhow. Supersonic, I mean, it is yeah, really, you know. it yeah. is gin and tonic weather. I actually have vodka tonics yes. at home. Yeah. What kind of uh, 
nuclear vessel. What kind of vessel vessel do you drink gin in? Is there some cool special like a, tumbler? It's supposed to be like a low ball. Is it a low ball? Yeah, but not me. Yeah. I, I drink it out of whatever I can find. I just drink it out of the bottle. Whoa. <laughs> right? Party. I drink alone. No. Yeah, I drink. <laughs> All right, so in uh, this particular brand of gin, it says they put in juniper and botanicals. Oh, I love botanicals. Yep, coriander seeds, lemon, orange peel, almonds, cinnamon, ginger, and nutmeg in this particular Spirit of York distillery gin. Do they have cardamom? Cardamom? No, but I I, I do know there's some. I've been doing a lot of cardamom lately. Some gins do have that. Yes. Very spicy. Uh, you know, there's a uh, distillery up in Duluth. I think they're called Vicree or something like that. And they had a gin that I believe had a cedar base instead, which yes, um, I've tasted are. once. And that was correct. pretty good. Yeah. It, okay. You I have, have it too? I have their vodka at home, actually. Right hmm. now. Do you think Duluth is overrated? Is Duluth overrated? No. Yes. The city of Duluth, Ooh. no. Canal Park, yes. Oh, interesting. Did you see huh. the, uh, so it's been like 90 degrees here in Minnesota. And Hot. yesterday, being June 5th in Duluth, it's 97 degrees at noon. And then at like, huh. by 12, 20 and 20 minutes, it had decreased by 33 degrees. But yep. by, by the end of the day, it was 57 degrees in Canal Park. Why do you want to live in Duluth? They have like a one month of summer. That is but true. Like the lake effects, though. Like it's on a hill. You yes. overlook Lake Superior. I know. And then beautiful. You, you got the the ghost of yeah. Gitchagumi and yeah. the, the gales in November. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of scary. I Have know. you guys ever been there for the worms that come like every few years? The army worms. Holy oh. shit, that's weird. That's kind of creepy and gross. The so people from Duluth know exactly what I'm talking about. There. Army. Well, well, tell tell us about the army worms. I don't know much about it. I just my brother went to. He went to his undergrad program up in Duluth, and um, I went to go visit him one summer, and his house and the trees were full of these, they called them army worms. And I, I remember hearing about these things as a kid. It was these caterpillars that, I don't know, we said the army dropped over to take care of some sort of pest or issue or problem or something like that that turned into more of an issue themselves than anything else. And so, and it could be a natural occurrence, but up in Duluth, kind of like mayflies along the Mississippi, but these caterpillars are just terrible. It was actually pretty gross. Um, but like I said, I've, I've experienced another towns along the river with mayflies and that's probably that time of year for those right now too. How about the smell? The bugs. Smelt. Smelt. I don't like, I'm not a, fan of you're talking about fish right i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) i'm still wondering about the smell of them i'm still wondering about your inchworms yeah so i looked it up here wasn't that your nickname uh, mycorrhiza inchworm inchworm it still is all right right, go ahead (laughs) they uh he's very angry yeah oh burn (laughs) they uh it's the angry inch they uh (laughs) army worms are a species of of moth so they uh it's it's the worms are the larvae, and they, uh, they're they called army worms. Yeah. They've been around since uh, 1852 when they found them. They can they find <laughs> they're, them on... They're Civil War Yeah, worms. they're Civil War worms. <laughs> they came <laughs> back from the war. Apparently, it has nothing to do with the army. In the they got a red out. badge yeah. of courage. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. On every continent except for Antarctica. Whoa. Yep, so they're around everywhere. Yes. Oh, they they're are. Army so worms. countries. It's yeah. the international followers know and they're like these blue worms 
like yes. light blue. Well, there's different mm-hmm. species of them. There's 52 yes. different species. So there's well, some are gray, okay. some are blue, some are like this greenish brown. Yes. You don't yeah. have to worry about the species. It's the feces that's the problem with these that, inchworms. That is Ew. correct. Oh, they're gross though. But it looks like, yeah, it looks yeah. like they're where you see one, you might see like 70 of them. The cicadas <laughs> are coming out too. Oh, yeah, the 17 Yeah, yeah the John yeah. Cicadas, yep. Yeah. Powerful. John Cicada. Yes, thank you. <laughs> That's why they're so annoying. Oh, powerful. My God. So did you guys yeah, have a good yeah. time on this powerful episode today? Absolutely. Oh, great. The best. Yes. Woo. So next time, <laughs> North Innsbruck, you're going to have to drive to the barn, and we're going to have some powerful juniper we are. berry flavored beverages. Juniper. Well, I want to I want to come with some of those beers that you guys like so much that taste like energy drinks or taste like fruit drinks or Gatorade or whatever they are. We're going to do that. That'll <laughs> we'll be start, fun. We'll start yeah, pineapple start, papaya beer or something in yeah, the barn. Start saving yeah. up. Start uh, getting weird stuff, yeah. and we'll get some yeah. weird stuff. Oh, All how right. about my uh, yeah. my powerful beverage in there? Is it still in there? Oh yes, yes. You're um, gonna have what, that. What is, which what is that called? Mm-hmm. Again? Oh, we're not gonna tell him. He's just gonna do a shot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's. We're we gonna do that and gin, or oh no, yeah, well, just, just one or the other. You're just, just doing realized. the shot. We've already. Yeah, done we've it. we've already experienced <laughs> it. Oh, the hell with you guys. Yeah. All right, great. You're, well, you're we're gonna, gonna love we'll it. Like a maybe in a week or something, we'll touch base and we'll go from there. Yes. And Sweet. yeah, we we might have a. Uh, we're gonna tease a, an announcement next time. Ooh. Yes. Yes, be great because we have the, yeah! we, we have the big movie giveaway, but we may have to tweak that. That's Ooh, is that's that right. what we're talking about? That well, yeah, that and there's something musical really musical. Oh, okay, that we'll probably be able to. Oh, 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 oh! So I know got, what Mike's talking about. Yeah. Holy smokes! Yeah, so, yep. yeah, so this we'll is good. That. We're gonna we'll t- figure it out. We're gonna tweak. Yeah, our by next week and, we better have our shit together. And we're gonna fact. We're gonna dream of wires. <sighs> dream of yeah. wires. Dream of juniper. Powerful yeah. grappling hooks. Hey, wait, gonna, we, we never, uh, yeah, we never rated Scarface. Wow, we never rated Scarface. It's like the ultimate movie; everyone loves it, but I, I can't give it a five because of the the cheesy uh, nightclub scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I would do four point five buggy wheels. All right, Chris, what what would you right. give it? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna put a little higher than that. I, I have to because I watch it so much and it's on the background and, and there's just a lot I love about it. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go up to a 4.8 wagon wheels. We hit a rock along Ooh. the way, uh, but we're looking good. I'm giving it a uh, four and a half buggy wheels as well, but I'm giving it uh five little friends. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But wasn't the grappling hooks, wasn't that, you saw that you're like, yeah, sweet. It, it's only one, but they use two guys use the same one yes. to climb up the wall. Grappling Doesn't hooks. that at least give it an additional percentage points or something? I mean, it'll be on point. Oh, that's why he great. did five little friends. Yeah, that's why they. Oh, that's five what those are. Friends, yep. Uh, what are I didn't know that rating yeah. scoring. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I couldn't give it grappling hooks again. We do use that for under siege. Yes. So. Grappling hooks. Oh, oh, little friends! I get it. Yeah. I'm following now. I can't keep up yeah. with you. See, guys there's there's today. a there's a popular this scene, a very well known scene in that movie, Chris. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, oh, this is great. I, I hope I hope the barn's enjoying this one because yes. I clearly I'm hardly with you guys today. That's fine. It's Sunday. We'll go Excellent. next week or very soon again. All right, I'll bring an energy drink. So we're gonna wrap this powerful <laughs> episode up. We just ask you guys listening. We ask you one thing: please tell a friend about our podcast, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, the most powerful podcast ever created. 
And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.